NFL Reactions with the Sports Memory. Welcome to the NFL Reactions video week three. I am your host, Drew Forbes, and we got a lot to talk about tonight. Week three was filled with a lot of fucking great performances, a lot of not so great performances. Dak was being Dak. Russell Wilson was being Russell. Uh, there's a lot of players that are adding themselves to the MVP conversation. Just tremendous football, high scoring, exciting football. Oh, so, yeah. what, just right off the cusp, what, what what's one of your overreactions of the week? So, I mean, I think Drew Brees looks it looks pretty poor. Yes. Um, he's throwing the ball well to Kamara. You know, obviously Kamara has a long run. There's a lot with it after the catch, but he's not getting the ball downfield. Um, and it's he looks a lot like what we saw from Philip Rivers last year, where this, the arm strength is just starting to go. Now I don't know if it's injury related and he's fighting through something, or or if it's just you know a decline in, in arm strength. Um, but they, depending on how the season goes, I mean, no one expected one and two. Uh, if they continue to lose games, <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but does does Jameis Winston start putting some pressure on Drew Brees? I mean, Jameis Winston, they got Taysom Hill. So, yeah, I mean, they have options at quarterback, to say the least. Um, I mean, when you're third-string quarterback, and I don't even really know if he's third-string, but is Taysom Hill, that's a pretty good position to be in. I feel like you could run an offense, you know, Lamar Jackson-style offense with Taysom Hill. But, um, Probably. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting game. Packers look good. Packers look weirdly good. Yes. Um, so, Packers look good, and, and Dallas looks terrible. So, we can just blame that all on Mike McCarthy, right? Yes, so. <laughs> How have we already went a couple minutes not talking about Big Dick Nick? Big Dick what, Nick. What happens when you combine Big Nick, Big Dick Nick, and Atlanta? A fucking unbelievable <laughs> comeback, baby. That is like the perfect equation for fucking fireworks. How long Big did it Nick. take for you guys to call that? How how long into that game were you like, oh, Atlanta's gonna fuck this up? It's to the I point now. That. As as a fan, it's just like you just assume they're gonna blow it. See, not me. Like I'm, I'm going on. I'm going the math side of this. I'm like, there's no way it can happen again. Like mathematically, there is no way this can happen again. I saw that the, you know, the FPI index with ESPN last week had Atlanta 99.6% chance to win, and this week 99.3. Like, what the fuck are the odds that that happens? Like, incredible. Yeah, like I said last week, um, losing like that, choking like that, it turns into a disease. And that disease yep. is not going to go away until you get or get rid of the virus, which to me is Dan Quinn. But I mean, it's it's seven twenty on a Monday night. How is Dan Quinn still the head coach of the, of the Atlanta Falcons? It's incredible. You guys think he gets fired this week? Any chance? Not this it, week. No. If it hasn't happened already, I probably not this week. But at what point do you pull the trigger on that? Yeah, I mean, is there anybody else to blame? I mean, is is it just the coaching? What's going on there? It's ridiculous. Was that was that a road game there in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. It was a road game. Yep. If, if I'm Arthur Blank, I arrange for a car to pick Dan Quinn up at the airport. He's not even taking the ride. He's not even riding back with anybody. Like yep. it was <laughs> he's Arthur, not on the team anymore when we land. It was Arthur Blank's birthday yesterday, and that was the present that D- Dan Quinn got him. That's brutal. Uh, some other, you know, odd performances around the league. Kyler Murray, who has pretty much had a steady. Um, you know, progression uh, into becoming a really good quarterback looked really bad last week. He made some plays, but he also turned the ball over a lot. 
Uh, the Lions dropping one to, or sorry, the Cardinals dropping one to the Lions. That was very unexpected for a lot of people. Has anyone checked in on Marcus? Uh, making sure, making sure he's okay. I don't know, man. He's certainly obsessed with them, so it, it's got to be uh, explaining away. I mean, they still have defensive issues. They still have offensive line issues. Um, those are going to rear its head every once in a while, for sure. Right. Definitely. No, for for sure. Uh, the the quarterback controversy I want to kind of talk about, um, and it's not a controversy yet, but uh, what's going on in Philly? You know, Atlanta isn't a call for someone's head town, right? Like Philly is. Like, yeah. I'm surprised Philly isn't rioting outside their stadium yet. Um, my overreaction for for week three this week is uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz aren't in Philadelphia next year. Uh, I look at their schedule. It's not getting any easier. Um, the losses keep keep piling up. I, I see both of them gone. How many Eagles fans do you know, though? Ooh, not many. We're, we're talking about a team with a historic drought similar to the Vikings. Um, they love Doug Peterson. I, and yeah. I'm, I'm in a lot of yeah. Eagles groups. Uh, I married into an Eagles family. They love Doug Peterson. Car- Carson Wentz is, is done in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Peterson, you, you know, you, you give a championship to that city after that drought, you probably got, have a five year, ch- you know, safety net. Um, so he's probably what, halfway through that five year safety net. He'll probably bounce back. But the decision at the end of that game, did you catch the end of that game? Oh yeah, no. And over and over time, they take a false start, and instead of kicking a field goal, I get not kicking a field goal. It's kind of a long field goal. I think it would have been sixty-four yards, but at least throw a hail mary. You don't punt with ten with nineteen seconds left. So there's zero, two, and one now. Zero, two, and one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, some notable, uh, just really bad starts. Dallas starts one and two. Uh, New Orleans starts one and two. Very bizarre. Uh, the Vikings start 0-3. Texans 0-3. Texans 0-3, but I think a lot of people called, you know, the Texans. Nobody really called the Vikings at 0-3, and certainly, you know, the Eagles, very disappointing. Uh, Dallas 1-2, and I mean, they're just kind of fulfilling some prophecies, I feel like. This isn't an overreaction, but, I mean, the NFC East is by far the worst division. Like, I, I was calling AFC South the worst division coming into the season. Um, the Colts look better than I thought. Tennessee is keeping it up. I thought they might have, you know, Tannehill and Henry might regress back. Um, AFC South hasn't, you know, impressed me more than I thought going in. And the NFC East is just, the Giants are terrible. Um yeah, that's I think people they look at the NFC East and they're always like, "Oh, I can't determine who the best team is." It's such a you know they're so competitive and level, and they associate that with being like competitive and tough, but it's not like they're just all a bunch of mediocre teams. Yeah, I I don't know. I I would say the um uh the AFC East is also pretty bad uh, because you know the Patriots are really good, uh, the Bills are good. But the four just drops out after that. I mean, sure. the Jets. I mean, are, the Jets are historically bad. Well, let's just talk about that. Jets. Uh, Dan Orlovsky came out this week and said that uh, the Owen sixteen historically Owen sixteen Lions. They were the first team to go to lose sixteen games. Would go sixteen and zero against the current Owen three Jets. And geez, the way I'm looking at it, I almost believe it. They are bad. They're really very bad. Fucking bad. And the thing is, it's, I mean, even the, the Owen 16 Lions still had Megatron, right? There's no star power on that Owen 16 possible Jets team. Right. Poor Frank Gore, man. He doesn't deserve it. 
He does, he does not deserve what is happening to him right now. It's all right, though, because Le'Veon Bell does. <laughs> <laughs> that he does. That he does. Touche. Touche. So now, I know we I know we already hit on Drew Brees, but can we talk can we talk Tom Brady yet? Because we're three games into the season and he hasn't clicked yet. I mean, he he's a slow start from T B twelve. Yeah, on yeah. Pa- on paper he had a really good performance yesterday. Three touchdowns, two hundred and eighty plus yards. But uh I watched a lot of that game. I was watching it with a Bucks fan. He was overthrown receivers. He overthrew a just easy Gronk touchdown at one point. Um, he looks bad. I mean, they beat the Broncos. The Broncos are so beat up. They're without their best defender, their starting quarterback, and their starting wide receiver. I mean, yeah. they're one of the most beat up teams in the league. So, um, yeah, I think he looks bad. He still looks bad. Despite yeah, I mean, you, he, obviously from an intelligence level, he's going to make the right reads. He's going to make the right decisions. But he's not playing like somebody who's confident in his arm. Right. Um, he, he seems to be trying to guide the ball in there, and he's overthrowing some some receivers really bad. I remember one uh, play in particular. I think it was Godwin going up the left sideline. Uh, if he throws the ball on his outside shoulder, he walks into the end zone. Sure. But instead, he threw the ball short into to the outside, probably eight yards. Like, just a throw you just never really see him make. So, um, it, it just, you know, it's kind of sad, but I mean, quarterback life cycle is what it is. And, and there's a couple of quarterbacks who've been good for a long time, great for a long time, who I think are falling off that cliff. And another thing, uh, the Raiders are back, baby. <laughs> Not so fast. Patriots say no. 36 yeah. to 20, kind of a drumming. I mean, that Patriots offense, shit, they, they lost to Seattle. Seattle looks just unreal. Uh, that Patriots team is good. I would argue yep. way better than they were with Tom Brady. I think so. I think Cam lets them do more. Um, their whole thing from a game plan standpoint is to be kind of polymorphic, you know, adapt to whatever is going to take advantage of the other team. Um, but Cam lets them do that more. Sure. Dude, just ball like ball dominant. I mean, they had the ball for 35 minutes. Right. When, yep. you, can, when you have the ball for 35 minutes be that good at defense and have that good at coaching, you're you're putting yourself in very good position to win every game. Right. You're and not going to see yourself out of a lot of games when you play like that. And they're the least penalized team in the league, which, I mean, yeah, that aids to the coaching, you. for sure. Yep. Yeah, so uh, one of the most exciting games of last week was Bills at or Rams at Bills uh, ended up being 35-32, just an absolute stunner at the end of the game. Uh, the Rams lose on a offensive pass interference call, which was a really bad call. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, a defensive pass interference call. But if you're a Rams fan and you're complaining about losing games on pass interference calls, I invite you to watch the replay of the Dallas game because you yeah. already stole one earlier in the year. This is just karma nipping you in the ass later. Or on. your your own game a couple years ago against the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think Saints fans are feeling too bad for for the Rams on that one. Uh, but I mean, it's a terrible call, and it's it sucks to see officiating issues. I mean, obviously they didn't have a preseason either, um, so the referees are you know they're they're still feeling it, and they're trying to not you know impact the game. But at the same time, they are, especially crucially at the end of games. Sure. Yeah. And Goff keeps up his good play again, a QBR of eighty. Uh, manage the game, Drew. I'm going to give you a, a monster compliment here. You said Henderson was going to keep it up. 
he runs for 114 yards, a touchdown, and 5.7 yards of carry. Yeah, I'm just going to um, go ahead and say it. Henderson's the guy to own uh, for the Rams uh, from a fantasy perspective. I still really like Cam Akers, but Henderson has shown enough this year that they're that's their guy now. They're going to go with him. He, he looks great, really great. Yeah, and then, yeah, we were talking about it before here. I I think Josh Allen is a top-five quarterback. You know, I think I think you have – you have your Mahomes, you have Rodgers, you have Wilson, but then, you know, kind of who do you have after that? Uh, Lamar and then Josh Allen. And it gets kind of dicey after those first three. Rodgers, Wilson, Mahomes. I, I think, in my mind, Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the league this year. Yeah, I'll give you that as the top five. Put, put Lamar and, and, uh, and Josh in there. So Josh mm-hmm. Allen, uh, I don't know if you guys actually watched that game. I watched a lot of it, uh, like 60% of it at least. I was flipping back and forth on Sunday ticket, and Josh Allen looked really bad in the second half. Uh, I would I would equate his performance in that game to the playoff game last year when they lost to Houston in just a stunner. Uh, Josh Allen, he, 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 he he's an incredible athlete, but he makes mistakes, and he gets flustered. When he's getting pressured, uh, he needs to just throw it away sometimes. He he tries to make plays he has no business making. And yeah. Is that it, fair saying that though? I mean, he put up thirty five points against the yeah, Rams you're, defense. You're just you're just looking at the uh, overhead stats. You're not looking at the game script and how it flowed. The Rams were able to come back in that game because they started to pressure Allen and he started making mistakes. So yes, from a macro perspective, you look at Josh Allen's stats. He looked great in that game. But if you actually break it down, and if you look at the mistakes that led to the, that was a ridiculous comeback by the Rams. They had no yeah. business being in that game with the with the Buffalo defense being what it is. So uh, I love Josh Allen. I'm not saying I don't, but he he made some costly mistakes for sure. I'm not going to punish him for Aaron Donald being superhuman. Like that's 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 <laughs> not going to be a knock for me against Josh Allen. There was a point where Aaron Donald just took over that game yesterday, and it was it was unreal. Yep. yep. Um, so let's close it out today. Uh, let's just go back to the Cowboys and Seahawks. Uh, can you blame Dak on this one? Who, who's the blame for this loss? Ah, the defense. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I watched this game and it 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 was it was a blast to watch. But yeah, it's got to go on the defense and just Mike McCarthy can't coach um, at all. Yep. The yeah, uh, no arguing there. The Cowboys gave up that. more points in two weeks than they ever have in franchise history. All right, guys. So that ends our week three recap. Um, Thanks for joining us. And uh, this will be posted on our podcast platform as well. Uh, Go Lightning tonight. Go Chiefs tonight. And uh, thank you so much for watching. Have a good one.